Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I'm your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart and, uh, you know, burning it down from either end. We decided to take the first part of our podcast to discuss the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, how it affects our lives, how it affects your lives, and why it's not over yet. Yeah. <laughs> it is not over yet. But maybe at some point. There might be some light at the tunnel. We can discuss uh, a bit of that today. So how have you been? Uh. uh. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh. How about you? Uh, about the same. Had some oh, sore right. gums for a week now. Now we're to have to go to sore gums. Yeah, now we're have to go to the dentist. Oh, that sucks. We'll see. I mean, give it one more week because I hate the dentist. So. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, teeth are important, and so are like is your jaw. They are in general. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's a scam. I won't totally go into it. Okay. But. uh <laughs> Well, you have to have two insurances, you know, because apparently part of your health isn't your teeth. So teeth are optional. Yeah, I don't get it either. (laughs) And because I think it's, and I don't think it's necessarily dentist's fault per se, but the way the system sets up dentists feels like they always have to upsell people. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, you actually need to do this and do this too. And everyone needs braces and... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never experienced that, but I can understand why it might feel that way, especially like if you don't go regularly and then you do go and then it's like, well, actually, here are all the things that we need to fix. And you're like, can you just fix the one thing that hurts? Yeah, I can still <laughs> chew. Can we just get through that? I don't care how they yeah. look. <laughs> Anyhow. No, I get it. It sucks. So, I don't know. We'll see, but keeping an eye on it. <laughs> So let's jump into it. Uh, how's the greater Virginia area doing? Uh, so we are down on all numbers, which is very good. In fact, the whole country is, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, we're starting to come back from that holiday spike. So we have 547,424 cases this week, which is 21,200 uh, more than last week. We have... 22,846 hospitalizations, which is up 811 from last week. And we are at 6,996 deaths in Virginia. And so that is uh, 223 more people than last week. So people are still dying. This is still a big problem. Even though the numbers are going down, you still need to wear your masks. You probably need to double mask Mm -hmm. um, because of the new virulent uh strains that are out there so just a reminder that like there's still a very heavy like big human toll to this yeah um we have 17 cases of multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children in the state and uh we're at 11.7 percent of the population has been vaccinated with at least one dose so far so that's up from 9.9% of the state last time. Uh, I think it's a smaller gain than the week before, but what it sounds like is that supply kind of uh, dipped after uh, the previous administration made an order for stuff and (laughs) the distribution has been lacking and blah, blah, blah. So I'm hoping that we're going to see like more people getting vaccinated faster which is part of biden's initiative so all right we'll see yeah what about colorado so uh yeah we're doing better on whole excuse my voice had band practice Uh, so uh we're at uh 412,983 cases which is up 8,000 week to week which is our lowest since we talked about contact tracing Mm -hmm. so that's good uh, 22,778 hospitalizations, which is up 500 week to week, about the same as last week. And 5,581 deaths, which is up 127 week to week. Again, is about as low as when we were talking contact tracing. And we're at a 3.4% positivity rate at the moment. 
which is also down so that's also good so looks like we're uh you know hopefully getting back to summer numbers pretty soon here which is always positive um we'll see kind of what brings we're in that uh I mean, nice part. Uh, usually it's a negative part of the year, but the nice part of the year is that there's no holidays for like a really long time. It's that dead point in the year. Yeah, it's the time of d- depression and taxes. Yeah. So, so hopefully. Maybe everybody will just stay home and not give each other the virus. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, not much news in the way of Colorado. Uh, we're still trying to get more vaccinations out i didn't get our percentage but um hopefully um a friend of mine in london was able to get his so that's exciting so that's good more humans get the vaccine indeed and then uh there's been an update on the um relief bill that they pushed the uh, limit of like your household income to get it back to 75,000. So Is that set or is it still in negotiations? I think it's still in negotiations, but that's yeah, okay. last I heard. But that's where it was last time, so I'm assuming they'll probably just, you know, I, lock it Yeah, in. they'll probably stick with it. It's it's the moderates that need to uh that are going to make the decision here on this yeah. because they have bargaining power. Yep. <laughs> So more people getting money, so that's always a positive. But at yeah. some point, we don't know when. Yeah, some sometime. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, hopefully, that will happen. So, uh, what's new in Luna's world these days? Uh, so before we get there, I'm going to um to go over the, our national news update, which is pretty obvious for anyone that has eyeballs or ears. <laughs> um. The Senate impeachment trial for, uh, well, the former president was impeached by the House. Mm-hmm. The Senate doesn't decide whether or not he's impeached, but they do uh, decide whether or not to convict him. And so today the U.S. Senate voted to acquit the former president, Donald Trump, for incitement of insurrection against his own government. Um, so basically I'm going to run down real, I mean, I'm about to like, throw a ton of information at you all at once so you can either listen to it all or i don't know skip ahead a couple (laughs) minutes um okay so essentially two-thirds of the senate needed to uh was two-thirds of the senate was needed to vote for conviction uh and to prevent him from running for office in the future. The start the trial started with a debate and a vote about the constitutionality of convicting a former president. 55 senators, a simple majority in the Senate, voted that it is constitutional and therefore the trial would continue. This was at the beginning of the week last week. Yep. Um, then the trial moved forward with each side getting up to 16 hours to make their argument after opening remarks. The Democratic Democratic House managers argued for the conviction of the former president and the ex-president's lawyers argued for his acquittal. With the constitutionality issue off of the table, they had to look at the facts, you would think. (laughs) Um, The Democratic House managers made an emotional case. It was pretty heartbreaking. Lots of new footage of the riots, more details of the injuries sustained, footage of people yelling that they were there in the name of Trump, if it wasn't obvious. Um, And it went on and on and on. I highly recommend that you just go watch those things, but prepare yourself. It it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The ex-president's lawyers floundered because they suck. Yeah. They were terrible. Uh, But they didn't have to make much of a case because, as we suspected, the minds of many Republican senators were made up um, and weren't, they weren't open to receiving the facts of the case. So really they the ex-president's lawyers like just had to show up yeah pretty much that's pretty much what they did uh, for the most part yeah yeah (laughs) that they showed up and rambled and made no sense Mm -hmm. and somehow he still got acquitted um so right when things seemed to be over the democratic house leaders decided to call for a witness which blew everything up because the ex-president's lawyers decided to uh were like oh i'm gonna quote unquote call a hundred witnesses to philadelphia blah 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 um but the democrats ended up deciding to move forward 
by simply putting the statement of the witness forward and not pulling witnesses, which would have stretched this out weeks, which has its own controversy. So um, the statement, by the way, was saying that the House Majority Leader at the time, Kevin McCarthy, had uh, was trying to reach then President Trump on the phone during the riots and tried to get him to call it off. The Trump was like, it's Antifa. McCarthy was like, no, it's your supporters. And then Trump was like, said something along the lines of, oh, I guess they're just more upset about the election than you are. And McCarthy said, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? And this would have been a powerful statement in any other situation except for apparently a Senate trial for the impeachment of a president for incitement of insurrection against his own government. But by the end of the day today, um, 57 senators voted to convict Trump and 43 voted to acquit. Yes, that's a simple majority, but you needed a super majority to do this. So you needed two thirds of the Senate. Uh, it's shameful yep. and says everything you need to know about American politics right now. Yeah. Really? No, why? Like, who's setting these rules that it's like, no, you need to have a 99% rate. It's like just, (laughs) like, it's democracy, right? Majority rules, right? Like, why do we have to mess with the, why do we have to jumble it up and make it muddy all the time? (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of reasons why it's that way. And I I get it. Like, I wish in this case for sure that it would be a simple majority. Um, but there are times when it's like when it, we wouldn't want it if like the Republicans had a slim majority in the House and the Senate because then they could just pass anything just because they have barely more than the Democrats and they're representing just one half of the country. So you're giving one half of the country power to like change everything instead of like requiring bi- bipartisanship to change laws or it, create laws or write laws so i get it but it just sucks um because this is stupid <laughs> well you know as as we kind of talked last week you know it's it's hard for rich white men out there so it's it's good to see a rich middle-aged white man you know get a win for once these guys aren't middle-aged have you seen <laughs> sorry <that>? some <laughs> some elderly old white men <laughs> crumbling on screen well there are some (laughs) some middle-aged people yeah but um it's funny like young people in congress are middle-aged yeah like it's weird anyway (laughs) but i will say so there's a little bit more the drama wasn't over um after the vote to acquit mcconnell senate minority leader and verifiable verifiable turtle human i swear he's like half turtle he is (laughs) don't don't understand it um but he came out of his shell with some of the most disgusting uh, with one of the most disgusting speeches in my opinion he basically listed how the formal former president was terrible irresponsible maintained the big lie which was the the big lie if you haven't figured out is that the election was stolen from him and he won from in a landslide um so McConnell parroted all every argument that the Democratic House managers made and said that they proved the facts of the case. And then he said that he voted to a cut because he didn't believe that it was constitutional to convict a former president. So a few things, specifically three <laughs> things. One, the Senate literally voted on this matter on day one. Yep. So if the Senate votes and the result isn't what you like, you can just ignore it in subsequent votes from now on. Apparently. What the fuck? Is that is that how this goes? Uh, number two, the constitutionality of convicting a former officer is not widely debated. The vast majority of legal scholars uh, agree that it is constitutional to convict a former officer. McConnell tried to make the point that the Senate would be setting precedent to impeach and convict people like private citizens willy nilly. First of all, no, you cannot. You can only impeach political officers. Yeah. You can't impeach joe (laughs) like you you can't impeach tom brady i'd love to but it's not possible (laughs) tom you can't be president oh god um and political officers are president vice president speaker of the house etc secondly what about the setting the precedent of the january exception where a president can commit high crimes and misdemeanors during his last month in office because he can't be held accountable by congress yeah. Is that not a dangerous precedent? Right. 
Like, <laughs> what? Hello? <laughs> Last week, do whatever you want. For real. And then number three, uh, in response to McConnell's bullshit, Trump was president when he was impeached. The articles yeah. of impeachment weren't brought to the Senate during his presidency because the Senate majority leader, who sets the schedule for his Senate, made clear that the Senate would not be called into session prior to President Biden's inauguration. The Senate majority leader was Mitch McConnell himself. He's just saying, like, oh, well, we didn't we didn't start the trial or the in, the articles of impeachment didn't come over while he was president and we didn't start the trial. Dude, you were the reason why they didn't start the trial while he was still president. Yeah. You. You were the one. You said, well, we're not going to come back in his turtle voice. He was like, we're not going to come back into session. So, you know, Nancy Pelosi and the house managers were like, well, how, like, then we have to have the trial after he's out of office. And because he made that decision and the trial was was held when he was out of office, now he's saying, well, you just can't vote to convict him. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me so mad. Um, it's funny, Nancy Pelosi like kind of ranted today, and I don't agree with her on a lot, but she <laughs> um, she came out and was just like, basically, in non-political speak she was like you motherfucker <laughs> like, <laughs> she, like, came out um uh, to the press conference today and i was like yeah i feel you sis like goddamn so anyway basically it's all trash it is um we will see the impact of this for years as trump remains a p political player but now out of office and what I personally cannot handle is that these people, including white supremacists, are now vindicated in their actions because their leader wasn't held accountable for calling them to act against our government. Absolutely. Even if they get tried and convicted, they can see themselves as martyrs for their leader who didn't do anything wrong in the eyes of Congress. Yep. That shit is fucked. Yep. Like, and... They stormed the Capitol with disgraceful symbols of hate and murdered and maimed people and were helped out of the building and down the stairs and, and exited as calmly and quietly once Trump asked them to leave. And black and brown people in this country can't even get have a Black History Month, February, mm -hmm. to celebrate historical moments that weren't taught in school and we have to learn through social media and targeted internet searches without a bunch of faceless, nameless keyboard warriors coming out of the woodwork to say that they are oppressed by the existence of Black History Month and white people should rise up and reclaim it. Like, how are these two realities in the same fucking country? Like, someone get me out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who who needs a, a fuck out work? Like, what, what do you need? <laughs> I get me out of here. I'm so, like frustrated with this whole situation and yeah like i don't even understand how we have what happened today in the senate and the acquittal of trump for this insurrection for like stupid process arguments that were voted on yep and then we also have like all these people that think that you know black people are monkeys and you know you can't be pretty if you're black and you can't do this that and the other like just absolute racist trash just rising out of the woodwork yep like it's just ugh, it just makes me mad anyway no all right but we there's well there's uh you know it won't be for the insurrection but there are some uh you know lights maybe in the distance we can see because uh, i know georgia and the state of new york are both looking to press charges against uh, donald trump for various things so he yeah, could still true. be uh, imprisoned if he won't he still won't get a federal crime so he'll still be able to run for office but you know i mean maybe he could he could be charged for incitement of insurrection if someone decides to sue him for it i just I don't know. I don't fucking... At this point, it's like, <laughs> yes, okay, he could go through the judicial system, which he, by the way, packed with, like, hundreds of conservative judges. Um, but So he could go through the legal system and, and see those consequences, but the fact remains is that 
Congress didn't do shit. Yeah. Like, our fucking Congress, our Senate was like, nah, this is okay. Yep. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, it's, it's so messed up. And, like, with a record number of people killed by the by the government it, during Trump's term, I think even just this year, mm-hmm. for, um, like, death row. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just, we're living in two Americas. And as much as I wish I didn't have to say that, as much as I don't want that to be the case, it just is. It is, yeah. And it's very discouraging. Yeah. Wish I could say something to make it not, you know, better, but it's just a fact. Nah, yeah. I mean, it. this is just the way it is, like... And I think that, I mean, I, I we've talked about it before on the show that, like, this isn't, this particular issue is not a, um, a race-specific issue. This whole problem that I'm talking about right now is this lack of responsibility for people who are discriminatory or abusers or just they can't be held accountable like these people are not going to be held accountable yeah and that goes for everyone that acts against you know acts in prejudice against race color greed sexual orientation sexual expression etc 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 like it's all the same conversation but people of course are like oh this isn't about race and it's like we know shit when we smell it. Yeah. Like, it's the same shit. It's Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, the last four years, it felt like consequences just went out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, there was just no consequences for anything. And it, it seems like people Not forgot that. Not if you have that. money. <laughs> Not if you have... There's no consequences if you have money. Or if you, like, are a white, like, high school guy that or college guy that got prosecuted for rape or whatever like you'll be all right but like if you stand up for black lives or if you stand up with black and brown women who are being killed by cops if you stand up for the trans community you stand up for the disabled community oh yeah there are consequences for you yeah that's like so it's the classism is out of control it's just all out of control. I'm I and I'm sure that like if I sleep on it, I might be like more calm tomorrow, but probably not. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, uh, we can move on to a a happier story since today is a two topic day. Yeah, did you want to do any of your news like how's Matt doing? You know, I'm existing. Okay. (laughs) I didn't want to, like, not let you. Because, I mean, this kind of wraps into, like, how am I? Well, I'm like this. This is all shit. Um, How are you, Matt? Uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, I'm I'm here. I'm around. It's it's good. (laughs) It's been a, it's been a, you know, standard week. Nothing. New and crazy. It's very cold. I'm gonna throw that out there. It's three degrees outside right now. So. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys are dealing with some for realsies cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's cold here. We're in the middle of an ice storm warning. Oof. So. Ice storm. I, that's not something ice that I really storm. dealt with in Colorado. No, because we don't have any uh, moisture in the air to make ice. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the snow outside looks crazy. It's like I've never seen it like this before. It's like. Because it snowed, and then there was this ice storm, so then the snow, like, melted, and then the freezing rain went on top. So now it's just a sheet of ice over the grass. jeez. Oh, <laughs> Instead of it being snow, it's very confusing. I don't know what's happening in- outside. I'm just staying in, in here. <laughs> I've heard that's happened. I had a cousin that lived in San Diego and moved to Connecticut and um, went out to his car one morning, and it was just a block of ice. Like just a yeah, sheet of I'm ice. Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm genuinely worried that I'm not going to be able to open my car door <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's a piece of news. Is I did get my garage finally from my apartment that I had to badger them for. So whoa! I have it until I so, re-sign my lease in May, and then it goes away. But oh, okay. Unless I choose to pay for it. 
So are they giving you this because your car was stolen twice? Yes. Okay. And I raise this big old right. stink. Um, but also, I think they're starting to realize because they did send out a note to the to everybody that like there's been more car thefts, more break-ins, more packages stolen, and I think they're finally kind of realizing like this isn't a great area. Like they're really nice yeah. apartments, but the area is going downhill. <laughs> yeah, and like you. You also have to think about, like, it's hard times. Like, you're going to have crimes of desperation rising 100%. Like, absolutely now is the time that you're going to see that. So they should use their little fancy security team to help prevent it. Yeah, just do basic things. But, yeah, it's uh, I actually saw an article that uh, Colorado saw the biggest increase year over year in car thefts. And I'm like, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I would imagine that like the class divide in Denver is so big and like everybody's smushed together mm-hmm. because all of the suburb all the like sub Denver communities like grew together a long time ago. Like I just imagine that the crime is getting out of control in downtown Denver. Because you have a lot of really poor people and a lot of really rich people that moved in next door. Yep. But anyway, it's a moving on. <laughs> interesting stuff. So yeah, so we actually have a second topic today. You want me to introduce this guy? Uh, I'll I'll give you a little tiny baby introduction. All right, there we go. Um. So. It is something largely positive, as Matt alluded to. Yeah. So go us. <laughs> Uh, so the city of Denver, my ex-residence and Matt's current place of residence, um, established the STAR program in June 2020, and you can take it away. So yeah, uh, so one of the big initiatives coming out of the Black Lives Matter movement and the most recent protests were defunding the police. Um, and that can be seen on you know different levels of fully getting rid of the police, just cutting back their budget, redistributing their work. And that's where STARS come in. So STARS is actually based off a uh, system in Eugene, Oregon called Cahoots, where they're doing this same thing. So what they're doing, Cahoots, Cahoots. <laughs> and it, it stands for something. They said it. Um, this all comes from a Vice uh, uh, video I watched. Um mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but they it was something where they came up with the the moniker first, and then filled it, obviously filled out everything else. Oh, it's like obvious that they tried to like make it work. Yeah, it, I hear you. It's ya. like Shield in the Marvel movies. Like oh, Lord. that doesn't make any sense. Any of those words together, you just wanted it to be Shield. <laughs> but anyways, what they're doing, um, at least in the Stars program in Denver, is they're sending a unarmed, ununiformed. Um, social worker and paramedic for non-emergency um, 911 calls and things that would be handled by a social worker or a, a paramedic. Yay. So uh, the Cahoots program in Eugene has seen uh, 20% of all 911 calls get sent to them and less than 1% they have to call in police backup. M- they can handle it on their own. So it's a, you know, they can meet with people and discuss their issues, you know, help find them, rehome them. If it's a homeless issue, you know, figure out what the real problem is and without calling an armed police officer who just the sight of can trigger people and make you immediately freak out and go into, you know, danger mode. A hundred percent. Yeah. I am going to be, 300% 300% more anxious if a cop comes at me when I'm having a bad day yep. than if it's like a paramedic or an EMT. Exactly. So um, this has actually been two years in the works in Colorado. It's just happenstance oh. that it launched when it did. So they were actually did a first wave in 2016 where uh, they had social workers riding with police officers, kind of figuring out which ones they needed to handle and which and vice versa. And since June, as you mentioned, they have been on their own without police. And cool. um, so it's going to be a six to one, six months to one year 
uh, test project right now and then from there it will go into uh, budgetary systems and kind of a decide if they're going to go for it and roll it out completely. Very nice. So because it's been six months, are they going to do, are they still in a testing period or are they moving forward to like the budget dis- decision making process? Uh, they're still in the test process last I checked. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I think they're going to f- probably roll it more to a whole year, but you know, they're at the point where they're, they're pulling the numbers and seeing if it helped and seeing, you know, what it is. And um, they point blank asked the main lady for this if, this is defunding the police. And she's like, actually, yeah, we'll be taking part of their budget. We'll be um, taking part of their calls. Um, now, currently, it is working with police still in tangent. And a lot of people would like to see it be an independent system. What do you mean? So um, right now, the 911 call would go to the police. The police decide if it needs to go to STARS. Oh, okay. Where people would want to see it, like if you call 911, you'd either get an ambulance, firemen, or police, but it'd be firemen, ambulance, police, or a STARS person. I see. Okay. So it's like the ones that go to police, the police still decide. Yeah. Rather than the dispatcher deciding. Exactly. I see. Okay. And then that can get it out from under the thumb of big, you know, of the police in general too. Hundred percent. Where yeah. they become their own thing. Where, you know, depend. I, right now, the Denver police is fully in support of it, but that can always change with a new sheriff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if they're under the police, they can easily snub it out or ruin it or do whatever. If it gets out from under that, that they they don't have any control. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who would oversee it at that point. Mayor, maybe. I don't know. But that's, I think that that's one of the many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see. Okay. I think that's awesome. Like, I think that that's a great step forward. It's a good model, you know, for other cities to take on cities and counties for more rural areas. And like, I just think, um, again, this is one of the many reasons why it's so important to vote locally look Mm -hmm. at your down ballot options and make sure that you're voting for all the little guys because those are the people that are going to be going to have sway over programs like this yeah um yeah this one's really cool and uh, yeah i mean it's feels like it's queuing the all the uh comments i see whenever there's like a crime story where they're like send in the social workers where you know they're intentionally being glib but like the little girl in what was it rochester new york the nine-year-old girl that was pepper sprayed in the back of the car because she was having a mental breakdown yeah it's like guys and then they released the footage recently that was like what they were saying to her as she was crying from the pepper spray like she's like crying she's like my eyes burn it burns so much blah blah blah. and they're just like well that's what you get and like it's pepper spray it's supposed to burn that's what it's doing you know all this stuff it's like what the fuck is wrong with you and then they're like well an ambulance is gonna come to flush your eyes out okay but you gotta hold on it's like oh my god you just pepper sprayed a freaking nine-year-old girl like yeah you don't that doesn't happen when you send non-police officers to mental health crises yeah so yeah, when and it frees up the police to do more what they should be doing instead of, you know, responding to things where they have no business existing. <laughs> at least at this moment you can see. Yeah, that yeah. I, I hear you. At the same time I'm like, what they should be doing. Hmm. <laughs> Protecting my car. Okay. We'll give them that. <laughs> Finding the people that that are stealing cars instead of like spending a ton of time over policing communities of color yeah yeah and and honestly i'd say only finding them and then sending the social worker and the paramedic to discuss with them why they feel they need to steal cars right yeah Ugh. gosh this whole place needs reform oh yeah no we get yeah, we need to just burn down this entire country and start again. Can we just toss it out and start anew? I just did some yeah. manic cleaning of my apartment, and there's so much shit in the trash right now. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely do that. Because I want to bring back the uh, idea that was raised. I just watched a bunch of videos on it of a, uh, a Native American uh, state. State? They, yeah, like they get their own state. state? Yep. Where would it be? Uh, the one that was proposed way back when was uh, 
in the Ohio area. I the one like the one I do want them to have like sovereignty and representation in Congress. Um but the problem is is that the whole damn place is their state. This so <laughs> to cut out a little piece of it that obviously people with power are quote unquote willing to give up is like opposite is the antithesis of like we should be giving them the highest value land we have. Like yeah. it's yeah, I agree with you, but it's it's a tough one. It's it's a weird that's my uh, you know, burning down the country and then redrawing all the lines kind of thing. Right? And yeah. Just... <laughs> it's like we need like BIPOC right up there in the front being like, all right, we're not doing this, this, and this again. So <laughs> let's figure this shit out. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a it's a crazy system, but at least I I am encouraged by seeing this these systems, the one in Eugene and the one in Denver happening running they're moving forward i think that that's good um i hope more cities can figure their shit out and at least do some trial programs with good oversight and good uh civilian oversight to make sure that there's no bias yeah um, and really they just uh they got to look into eugene because they've actually been doing it for decades they've had that system for a very long time and everyone's like yeah no we'll worry about it later yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope so. I think that that's great. Like, let's keep supporting these sorts of efforts and eventually, like, really fucking reform the police. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I get that, you know, a lot of people, there are a lot of different versions of defund the police, like you said, and most people aren't on the same page. Um, mm-hmm. And that will take time to kind of boil down to what, what will be best for everybody um but that being said like things just can't continue the way they are at least this is one tiny step in one direction yeah um you know like many things this country we failed to move on things as the world progressed and we just got in our rut of like though that's how it's always been and why should we change it it's like because Everything has changed. Yeah, and I i mean, I was talking with my parents earlier, and it's like, this is our first go at this bullshit. Like, yeah. every, all of those Western European countries, and, and Eastern European, and Asian countries, like, they've all <laughs> seen this shit before. They yeah. all got through all this stuff, like, and it changed the way their country operated forever. It's our turn. So, either we're going to let the fascists win, or we're not. Hopefully not. Right? I'm, <laughs> I still have a bit out there. If anyone wants to take me in, I'll just let me know what country you're in. I'll see what kind of work I can do. Like, just let me know. You can we can still do the podcast. It'll just be international. <laughs> you can go down to Antarctica. There's, there's ways to get there. I'm watching. I, this is in the <laughs> next section, but I'm watching a show um, that makes me not want to do that, actually. <laughs> Well, let's get into that then, shall we? So our distractions. What have we been doing to distract ourselves with from the failings of democracy? <laughs> um, so I'm watching this show called The Head. It's on HBO Max. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's uh, the showrunners are Japanese and Spanish. Okay. Um, but it's like there's a lot of Danish speaking people in it. So it's very, I mean, it's cool. It's taking place in Antarctica, and it seems to be some sort of mystery show so far. Like, very, Hmm. very, um, like, a big homage to the thing right up front. But it doesn't seem to be like there's some crazy supernatural element or extraterrestrial element. Uh, But, I don't know, I haven't finished the show yet. So, that's been my distraction lately. What about you? Well, um, most of my shows took a break because of uh, the Super Bowl, so uh, I've been watching WandaVision, still Next Gen, and Rebels, um, but on top of that, I've been continuing my Fast Fridays. Yesterday was Fast and Furious 6. Mm. That's the final one with Gal Gadot in it. Oh, okay. And the last one, at least the tease at the end of this one, is the one before Jason Statham comes in. I'm very excited for Jason Statham to 
come into this. Okay, then. Because, you know, that's extra insanity that you can always enjoy in a movie. I mean, I do love Jason Statham, but he's the same character every time. So He has two characters. Okay. He has Turkish, because mm-hmm. I've never seen him play anything else like Turkish, and then everything else that he plays. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like Jason Statham, so that's awesome. So yeah, excited for that. Then also getting through the Conjuring universe, mm. and I watched Annabelle last night, and I was like, uh. I, th- I thought people liked this, because this is bad. Oh, yeah. I, and the then I looked Conjuring... it up, and it's not yeah, good. No. no one liked that either, so. No, no. I, I mean, <laughs> and I am saying this slightly pretentiously, and I understand that, that and <laughs> I don't really care. Um. The Conjuring universe, I do like some of the movies in the Conjuring universe, but they are definitely like mainstream popcorn horror. Oh, yeah. It is not like the horror that sticks to your bones and you think about later. It's not hereditary. It's not, you know, martyrs. It's not the strangers. Like, this is 100% like popcorn mainstream horror oh yeah no and they do all the tricks like the whole the whole thing that it's quote based on a real story is the first trick of like this is scary because this really no it didn't really happen it didn't happen shut up Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and and the use of cgi is egregious so um, far, it hasn't been bad in Conjuring and Annabelle, uh, but I, you just it's keep gonna going to get there. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I will say it's not like the worst as far as because there are some where I'm like, I won't even watch this anymore. Like, I have to turn this off. It's just CGI, big mouths and dark eyes, and I'm like, it's the same fucking. Oh. Like, will you actually do something entertaining or like ingenuity? here like can you we can we get something different than like oh my gosh she turns around and her mouth is big ah! like okay there are that it's every single time like <laughs> something different please uh agreed and... i watched a, a really interesting i'll have to find it and send it to you um but it might only be on shutter so maybe not but uh it was actually a movie that I thought took all of the like same tropes of current like modern horror and just like changed it slightly and just made it like more interesting to watch. And I wanted to give them some credit, but I don't remember who they are. So I'll try to remember next time. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting enough. So, and then, yeah, this week's been weird because I've gotten also a big uh, bug up my butt about doing a custom guitar. I don't know why. Um, okay. but I just, I, I've never, I've played guitar since high school mm-hmm. and, uh, you could not ask me how a guitar works. Okay. And so I, I kind of want to change that. I want to rip one apart and maybe, you know, attempt to paint one, maybe do some custom stuff. Hey, why not? That sounds like a great it. project since we don't so. get to leave our houses. So Exactly. It is going to unfortunately have to wait mostly till summer, but yeah. it, it, because... I don't think we'll be leaving our houses much in summer. Either. Oh yeah, no. I, <laughs> I think I'll have plenty of time, but like uh yeah, you can't work in a garage in Colorado in February and March. Like that oh, no, just is not a, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Although they make those parabolic heaters now that where like it's just a beam of heat directly to your body wherever you are in the room so you could just like stand in the parabolic heater range <laughs> and work but if you step outside of it you freeze and die so it's up to you there you go <laughs> but yeah so i don't know why but uh, it's just something i want to try um yeah uh, so i want to get a cheapo guitar from like a pawn shop for like 100 bucks tear it apart see what i can play around with and see what happens yeah that's cool yeah change out I mean, there's a lot of ways to customize. Oh, yeah, you can customize. Yeah. Um, If, you know, I want to get a kit at some point, you can get guitar building kits. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one weird thing I had an idea for, you know, it's going to be a while until I get to it, maybe years, but I kind of want to do it. A seven string Fender Telecaster. Okay. Because you want to make it or what? uh, Yeah, I want to make it. I want to make it. Oh, okay. 
It's stupid. Oh. No one needs it. But they exist. <laughs> They're out there in the wild. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's not impossible. A lot of the guitarists I like do a lot of cool custom stuff, like uh, Wes Borland and Tom Morello. Mm-hmm. And it's like I kind of want to, yeah, I want to make my like make my guitar my instrument, my guitar. Yeah, go for it. But yeah. I got to learn about it before I tear apart the one I've had since high school. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, maybe don't do that. Get a different one and tear that one apart. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's all been occupying my time recently. Yay, that's fun, something fun to think about. Yeah. Cool. So let's move into our favorite part of the podcast, Only in a Pandemic. Our major civil unrest. Stories that can only happen in a pandemic or major civil unrest. What do you got for us? Um. So, only in a pandemic, is it really, truly possible to live entirely out of your dryer? <laughs> like, I'm sure that's no only one, in a pandemic. Well, no <laughs> one is coming over, so you don't have to see, like, anything. Like, I can just have a trail of clothes from the dryer to my bedroom, and only I know which <laughs> ones are clean and which ones are dirty, and no one can judge me for it, which is kind of beautiful. I mean, I didn't judge you for your line of clothes throughout your apartment. I didn't have a line of clothes when you came over. (laughs) Thank you very much. I cleaned my apartment. But today, you know, lately I'm just like, usually my brand of depression starts to show in my laundry habits. And I ain't doing laundry right now. You couldn't pay me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) no, Maybe maybe you could pay me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I cut way, way back because I used to, you know, when I go in the office, I'd have my office clothes. I'd get home and oh, yeah. get into to laxy clothes and I'd have a ton of laundry by the end of the week. And now it's like, well, I wear garbage all day, every day. I could probably yeah. do it once a month. <laughs> well, I mean, I still have the need to do laundry because I, I still teach classes and stuff. So like, I have laundry to do and then when I run out of stuff I wash it and then I dry it and then I wear it out of the dryer back to my hamper and then when I don't have anything in the dryer left I wash it and put it back in the dryer (laughs) and I live out of the dryer like my closet is just a disarray of random items that I have looked at hanger looked at on hangers and like took off put on and then took it off and just threw it there like it it's it's all absolute trash right now but although that, I can get away with it there you go although that sounds like the way I do dishes I don't put them away I just take everything out of the dishwasher when it's clean and just oh, use it out of the dishwasher and then mm-hmm. once I'm out of dishes then I fill it back up again Literally, the only time I ever get anything out of my cupboard is when my partner's here. Because otherwise, it's just me and the dishwasher. Me, sink, dishwasher. Me, sink, dishwasher. Like, that's all it is. And this is why we're friends. Yep, indeed. What about you? What's your only in a pandemic story? Only in a pandemic do I feel like I can truly, finally enjoy snow. Oh. Because I don't have to drive in it. I don't have to shovel. I don't have to go out in it. I can look out my window and go, oh, oh, yeah. See, now (laughs) do you see why everybody likes it? Because, yeah, if you, uh, those of you out in podcast land don't know, like, I have a huge vendetta against snow. And winter in general. And winter in general. It's true. Because, like, whenever it snows, all I think about is, like, oh, i got to wipe off my car, and I have to warm it up before I go anywhere, then I have to almost die driving around. <laughs> and it's, like, I have a huge, like, I get super, like, grabby, um, like, steering wheels, like, ripped apart sometimes because how hard oh, I'm God. grabbing it in the snow. It freaks me out to drive in it. And, you know, if I have to go, I have to go in the office because Colorado rarely does any business go do snow days they're like just oh yeah get in. no snow days and so it's like you still got to drive in it but now i can just enjoy it and go yeah oh, yeah it's really nice and i love that like that blanket of quiet that it brings like yeah that's really oh, i'm so happy that you're starting to see the <laughs> the nice part of winter yeah it's snow. good for you so yeah So let's go ahead and wrap this guy up with our hermit level on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale. A 10 being... 
Oh, I had one for this. Catch me if you can, and you've been living out of a hotel by yourself, and you haven't seen anybody because you're stealing money from the government. Or (laughs) Um, a one is you are in Romeo plus Juliet, and you're in the Capulet uh, party mansion hanging out with everybody. Uh, so I'm at like a 9.5. Uh, I worked even more this week. Uh, I didn't sit on my couch at all this week until yesterday. Um, and I only worked in the studio two days out of the week because of snow days. So, yeah, I haven't been seeing people. Yeah, it happens. Yep. What about you? I'd say probably an eight. Um, I saw the band, which we just got done, and that's about it. Went grocery shopping last week, and that that is it. I have not gone or done anything. So. Yep. Snow helps with that, too. Yes, it also helps with that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, just, you know, hanging out. Nice. Yeah. It's the so, way it be. It is. So where can people find us at if they also want to uh, complain about the government and agree with you? (laughs) Or, uh, as a lot of people like to do, not agree with me. (laughs) Um, So I am at L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Instagram and Twitter. What about you, Matt? And we're also in Gmail, Gotham Sloth Gmail. Right, 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 right. Um, That's and, and I also do want to say, uh, Doug's been our uh, band learning about TikTok guy, and he Aww. totally found you on TikTok and was excited. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can find me on Twitter at wizard underscore Matt. Instagram is wizard cosplay. My band is Leonardo Leonardo Band on Facebook and SoundCloud. And uh, my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard. Don't really have anything uh, new recently, but, you know, working on stuff. And my personal band is Matthew James Music 2020 on SoundCloud. (laughs) Hooray! Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, And, yeah, sorry about that rant, but not really. Not sorry at all. Yeah. And wash your hands. And wear your mask. (laughs) 